0: Nintendo takes genders to new horizons, upcoming indies steal our hearts, and a three-foot, six-inch hero is the one we need right now. This is Super Nintendads. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Super Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. My name is Todd Hunt, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host Mike, who is brought along with him his eleven-year-old son Gabe, who's journeyed to Nakmar and back with us. How are you both faring during during your isolated social distancing?
1: We're doing okay. Uh, you know, bouncing off the walls a bit. Uh, <laughs> right. I haven't been outside that much, um, but you know, Gabe does a lot of social gaming. Um, Animal Crossing came out. So that's been great and eating a lot of time. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, how you feeling, Gabe? What's life like for an 11 year old? You're doing a little virtual schooling, no?
2: Yeah. Um, I I obviously feel bad for all the people that have the virus, but like as myself, as a normal 11 year old, I love staying home from school and getting to sleep in and stuff.
1: Well, you can only be yourself and you're also not normal. So I'm calling you out on that. Uh, So let's keep moving.
0: Yeah, we're living through some scary times, uh, especially as parents. And it's not something we plan to initially discuss, but here we are. It feels like the entire world is sick, including our little gaming community here. Rather than run from it, let's just hit it head on, pull it out into the open and have at it. Some of our listener mail today will do just that. We're living through a generational shift. The world forever changed. I know that I've been looking to my favorite games, TV shows, and podcasts to bring a little levity to my life, and we hope we can do the same for you. So thanks for deciding to spend an hour with us. having said that, I think it's time to start the show. This is 8-Bits. Let's get into it. Number one. It looks like Nintendo's loosening restrictions on gender in their games. According to the Washington Post, who spoke to Animal Crossing New Horizons game director Ayaka Goku and producer Hisashi Nogami, clothing, items, and hairstyles are no longer restricted by gender. Kaigoku said, quote, the team's overall feeling is that society is shifting to valuing a lot of different identities. The company got into some hot water with fans in 2014 due to Tamodachi Life, which refused to include same-sex relationships, but promised to do so in a sequel. And that sequel never materialized, but good on them for opening this up a bit. Other than gaming being fun, gaming is for everyone.
1: Yeah, totally agree. This is a great step. It's a great step for Nintendo. Um, you know, they probably didn't handle the fallout of Tamodachi. Tamadachi Life was like, it was cell phone, right? It was a, it was a mobile yeah. game? Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I
0: think it was on there's was, I think DS? it's three
1: DS. I think 3DS? it's 3DS, Yeah, I think so. Okay. Either way mobile. Okay. So right. um yeah, I mean, you know, we're 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 at a time where people want to dress and look how they want to dress and look. And if they want an avatar in a game, they want it to look how they want it to look. And they don't want someone to tell them their hair can't be a certain way. Yeah. Or are you know, this shirt is for girls or it's for boys. Whatever. It's well, you know what?
0: I mean, Nintendo has always been run by very well, not really old men, but, you know, it's very, they have that very kind of grandma-grandpa mentality where it's like, I know that people are out there doing these things, but I don't want to know about it. Yeah. And it's yeah. good to see them open it up a bit. Maybe Shintaro for Waka is helping with that.
1: Yeah, either way, I think, I think it's good. I think we'll probably continue to see more of this. Um, you know, this feels like a crack in the dam and um, I think a good one. I think, it's, I think it's an excellent move and, uh, and good on them. Yeah, let people look how they
0: want to look, especially in video games. Yeah. Number two, speaking of Animal Crossing, the reviews are in. Nothing but glowing praise from IGN, which rated it a 9 out of 10, and VGC, which gave it a perfect 5 out of 5. But most importantly, IGN states that, like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, Animal Crossing New Horizons successfully brings a classic Nintendo game to a new generation.
1: I mean, this is good. I mean, I feel like maybe they were in a bit a bit of a drought. Maybe they weren't. I felt like it was a drought. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that they. I mean, they don't have a tremendous amount of first party games coming out that are Nintendo right. created, which is right. This, this feels like but.
1: a yep. It, this is feels like a heavy hitter. It right. feels like at a right time. Yeah. I feel like. The quarantine plays a big part of this because something about Animal Crossing, the simple tasks, the outdoor play, the changing of the seasons, the things that we're forgetting, like right now living in the Northeast, um, you know, we're coming up on springtime, but I'm not feeling any of that at all. It just feels like I'm inside. I'm, you know, I'm worried about, uh, you know, coronavirus and different kinds of things, Um, you know, kind of hunkered down over here. Um, yeah, it's it's came at the perfect time, and I mean, I think everyone agrees. Gabe, yeah, you're it, playing it too, right?
2: Yeah, it, I love it.
1: Yeah, what do you like about it?
2: Well, there's so much to do. It get, it constantly gives you quests, which sounds like there's too much to do, but it's it's perfectly balanced, and you it's hard to put down at times.
0: Yeah, I've actually kept away from it at the moment only because I'm afraid I'm going to dive so deep into it. I'm not going to be able to kind of get my head above water for a while. Um, but now that there's a tremendous amount of time to kind of play with, I think I
1: may just have to. Yeah, I mean, it's if there was a quote for the box, it would be like, you know, the perfect game for an outbreak or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it, it's just like it just feels I, I just love getting out there. Picking up apples, collecting twigs. It's so its so stupid and so elementary. It's, it's just like so simple, but it makes me feel so good. Right. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It's my first Animal Crossing game. So if, if you're out there and you're not an Animal Crossing person, don't be intimidated. Super easy to pick up. Super charming. Funny. Uh, it might help you out right now. It, it's got a real positive outlook. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to forever
0: be connected to the quarantine and the coronavirus because almost all the reviews of it are talking about what a great time that it's come out. And speaking of success, at the time of this recording, this episode, the Switch has just outsold the lifetime sales of the Wii in Japan. It's incredible. Even when Nintendo's down, they are not out. And that's right, Mike. I said the Wii, not the Wii U. Not the
1: Wii U, right? <laughs> right. Cuz we can only confirm two Wii Us in the wild, mine and yours. <laughs> right, exactly. I think there's only two sales in North America. Right. Um yeah, I mean that's uh, that that's what they get. You know, they take uh, they take big risks, you know? Right. And Agreed. sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. Um but when they do, they pay off big and uh Switch paid off. We paid off. Good for them. Agreed. Number
0: three, the LEGO Cross Nintendo partnership has officially been revealed. We speculated on it a bit on last week's show. We did. Apparently, it plays like a real-world Mario maker. LEGO Mario is a Bluetooth-powered LEGO that communicates with the rest of the set by using three screens and a speaker. Our kids will want all of them, so shut up and take our money.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll probably buy one. I don't know. There's multiple sets is uh, that the, the deal?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's all one set. If so, it's probably going to be pretty pricey because there's a lot of pieces that I saw in the trailer for it. Yeah, the I reveal mean, reveal for it. But they I think Lego said that if this goes well, they eventually want to branch out to Metroid and Zelda.
1: Sure. And which, and I, you know ev- and everyone's clamoring for that ice Climbers set. <laughs> right. I thought it was balloon kid, but you know, whatever. R- right, the balloon kid set. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, as an old man, Bluetooth scares me. Three screens scares me. think right. You know, like, am I going to buy this for my four-year-old? And then he's going to be like, immediately put this together and then immediately show me how to play with it and right. then take it apart and then help me put it back in it's, the box.
0: It's cute. It's Have you seen? You haven't seen. You have to look at the way that those three screens can react. It's really cute. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really well done. I mean, it's Lego and Nintendo. Of course, it's going to be cute and brilliant.
1: They're. I mean, they're both two of the greatest toy makers in history. Yeah: they you know, to uh, the
0: two things that my son lives for at the moment, so uh, it's, a great, it's great for me.
1: Yeah, good. so there you go. You'll buy them all. You let me know how they go. I'll probably <laughs> buy it. them
0: all. That's, That's a way promise. It goes. It's, a, it's a promise. Number four: gamers broke the Internet, or we tried did. to.: We did. Yep. According to Hollywood Reporter, gaming usage was up 75 percent this week amid the coronavirus outbreak. Verizon reports streaming services such as PSN and Netflix have now agreed to lower their resolution or speeds to accommodate the increased demand. However, video streaming was only up a modest 12%. We love our games, but do we love it more than The Crown or Tiger King?
1: I guess I guess we do. I mean, here's what I think. I think gaming is social, and I right. think Netflix maybe not so much. Um, I think people go home and they stream tv shows anyway i think if you're like hey you can't see your friends it's kind of like well let's let's meet up and uh you know let's play some call of duty let's let's get into it let's uh, let's get party chat going let's get out there and have some fun and socialize the only way we can without getting each other sick i mean yeah, the spike I the spike spike doesn't surprise me at all um I know that the uh, the networks kind of buckled a little bit under the pressure, right? But they were still able to kind of maintain most yeah, of- Yeah,
0: I, I was going to say, it's been no a really outages. Good
1: stress test. Yeah, no, yeah. I
0: mean, no, not necessarily outages. And obviously now we see some providers that are having to throttle a bit, but for the most part, this has got to be the biggest stress test the internet has ever had. Um, from what I read recently, one in four, one in four people- In the entire world are quarantined at the moment. That's That's people working from home, playing games from home, streaming movies from home. This is as big of a stress test as hopefully we're ever going to see. And we're managing. Yeah. Good. I, yeah, I think it's pretty incredible. Number five, looking to use Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure to work out during social isolation. That's a great idea, but too bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too bad. Too yeah. bad. Yeah, what a great idea, but too bad. Coronavirus fears have sparked a global run, and resale prices are ridiculous. If you know where to get one, email us at supernintendads at gmail.com. I'm sure we can arrange a shady Walmart parking lot cash for a ring exchange. This is a bummer.
1: It, it, yeah, you know what? Uh... I never wanted one of these things more than when someone told me I couldn't have one of these things. I mean, isn't that
0: the is that that's? I mean, that's literally all of marketing of the past ten or fifteen years uh, between Apple and Nintendo.
1: It really is. It really is. It's like, hey, you can have it now, but you can't have it now,
0: right? (laughs) Right. Well, now I want it.
1: Yeah. Uh, It is. it's a bummer. I'm interested in it. I was always interested in it. Um, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it looks um, fun.
0: And now they just released, a, I think, an update that includes like music from Zelda and some other things. So yeah, it's just getting cool. cooler, and I want it even more. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get one for a while.
1: Well, maybe we'll get an email. Someone out there. Again, supernintendads at gmail.com. If, if you have a Ring Fit Adventure, we have a, uh, a Ben Franklin with your name on it, buddy. You got it. Uh, you you uh, how, b- how about that? That's twenty bucks above MSRP, uh, but uh, I think. Uh, but either way, um, yeah, meet us meet us behind the Wendy's or the or the Walmart, and, and, <laughs> right? Exactly, and, 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 and we'll do the exchange. Uh, Gabe, what do you think? Is there room for crossover for gaming and exercising, or you don't? You those are two things that don't taste great together for you.
2: Uh, I wouldn't necessarily play it. Like, there's only so many things you can do with like a handheld circle so like yeah
0: it's true yeah i don't don't know it looks pretty fun though it does look
2: looks kind of fun but like what are you supposed to do the entire like if you have two hours to waste what are you supposed to do
1: in the game well it's also like uh it's it's like an rpg as well right it's it's kind of like you actually have boss fights i think yeah there's boss fights and and um all kinds of crazy systems in it. I'm interested, and I've heard good things about it. I know some dudes over at IGN play it. Um, Oh, is that right? Yeah, um, and they say good things about it. Uh, Who knows if they're still playing it? Maybe now that everyone's quarantined, people are playing it more. Um, Anyway, I want one. Email me.
0: (laughs) Number six, Nintendo had its new Indie World Showcase this week. There was something for everyone, except for me, who again... Sits here waiting for Team Cherry to announce Silk Song. You sad, sad man. I know, I know. It's disappointing. But more than a dozen games were shown, many coming soon, and there were some really great ones. Um, there's one called Baldo, which borrows liberally from Studio Ghibli, which you know I love. You do love them, yep. And then just right afterwards, Nintendo gave us a mini Nintendo Direct, which announced a number of exciting things like the Bioshock and Borderlands collection from 2K Games and an announcement of an arms character for Super Smash. Mike, what do you think?
1: Um I'm always more excited for the indie showcases these days. Um, unless they're going to drop something big on me like check out Breath of the Wild 2. Right, um, of course, like a first party uh, game. Right. Yeah. Um I love what they do with the indies. I love going through the indie uh, just going through the eShop and seeing what kind of gems I can find for 4 or 5 dollars. Um as you know we do our little e shop bit here right. uh i'm excited for pixel junk eden 2 i was a huge fan of pixel junk eden 1 um mm-hmm. just to kind of zone out and play it the music was great it was a very well yeah, it's a crafted good relaxing game yeah and 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 you know like it's just a great experience and one of those things where it's like almost You know, like, and I I hate having the conversation like games versus art because I think, you know, if you create it, it's it's probably art. You can make an argument for anything, but um, it really just felt like a nice little, you know, sometimes just like someone painted certain parts with a paintbrush. It was beautiful. It was a great game. I'm excited for it. Um, That's my pick of the bunch.
0: Well, here's my question really quick. Now that we're talking about Bioshock, two quick things. Now that Bioshock's going to be on the Switch, we can do an episode, right? We can, but what was stopping us from doing it before? I don't know. It just feels better now that it's actually on a Nintendo system. But the other question is, I know that Big Daddies were part of PlayStation Battle Royale, but can we now possibly see a Big Daddy or a character from Borderlands in Smash?
1: That would bore me, but maybe. uh Even a Big Daddy? I don't care about the big daddy here. Listen, I want cuphead and I want cuphead yeah, and Mugman agreed. in the game. Yep. Uh, I want Minecraft Steve in the game. I know Gabe will echo that sentiment. Um, I want more to st- do. I'll take Ori from, yeah, from Microsoft. Ori would be cool. Yeah. I want more. I just want more like WTF characters in there. That's like, okay. And how are you going to make this guy work? Okay. You know, and they just, and they just do it. Um, but a lot you of
0: those know. characters are going into this new game, uh, Bounty Battle. Is that what it's called? Where yeah, it's they're doing so- a whole bunch of indie characters in a Smash-type clone setting.
1: Right, but isn't that a ripoff of something already called like Brawlhalla?
0: Yeah, I think it's something like that. I think that's the name of it. Right,
1: where like the mm-hmm. Guacamelee dude and the Dead yeah, Cells the gua- dude. Yeah,
0: they're in this one as well, the Bounty Battle. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the same company. I didn't actually look up what the developer was. I Maybe they're just that- kind of reskinning it. Oh, Maybe. maybe I mean you. You Mike said that you would love to see Switch and Minecraft. Um, I mean Steve from Minecraft and Smash.
2: Yeah, I what, would what, love you to see that. What would he do? Well, they could his attack, his basic attack, would be like using a diamond sword or whatever, and maybe they'd add a new assist trophy with like a bunch of Minecraft dogs going uh, to fight the cool. enemy or something.
0: Yeah. I think think he would look cool in there, especially if they really kind of 8-bitted
1: it up with that
0: kind of blocky
1: Minecraft look. Not only that, just talking about people who deserve to be in the game, who have impacted gaming in such a significant way. There's no bigger game in the last decade than Minecraft. Oh, yeah. No, of course. You know, love it or hate it, it's everywhere. And I think it's a great game. Yeah, I think it's a great game. Gabe always busts my balls because I don't play Minecraft anymore because one time I built a house that I really loved and then my game crashed and I lost it and I refused to play it ever again. Yeah, I do the but, same thing. Right? It's kind of like you, you don't take things away from me. No. But I lost the house. I don't play. But every time Gabe, Gabe plays, he's making amazing stuff. And kids are making amazing uh, amazing levels, amazing games, custom everything. The, like put the guy in the game. No one right. deserves to be in it more. That level would be bananas. The music is great. The assist trophies would be fun. Um, And I think if you took a, you know, you throw a poll out there, I couldn't imagine that he wouldn't be at the top. I agree. Who else deserves to be in there other than, you know.
0: I'd like to see Shantae in there. Yeah. Personally. I just think she's a really beautifully animated character. She definitely has her fan base. Um, And I think a stage could be cool. From the Shantae games. And a way forward is such a good relationship with Nintendo now. I can't imagine it's not a matter of time. Oh, also that the character from Hat in Time. Oh, there's no way that makes it. I don't know. You never know. Did you did you play that game? Yeah, I tried. It wasn't really I know it wasn't really for me. <laughs> but 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 you're bringing it up for Smash. Yeah, no, I like the way he's animated, that's all.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair it. enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. Number seven. Good guy, Nintendo. In light of the recent COVID nineteen outbreak, the house that the plumber built has donated thousands of respirator masks to fire and rescue teams to help with the shortage in the United States. Maybe these are left over from the Nintendo Health initiative that never went anywhere, like the Wii Vitality Sensor.
1: It's, you, you wonder, know, like,
0: why did they have these masks? Were they going to
1: bundle it with a game? Yeah, it's it, they're sending the mask with like the with the balance board, and it's just like <laughs> right, exactly, you know, um, but. Uh, all jokes aside, thanks Nintendo. That's a really that's a that's a class act move. Uh, it's yeah, much appreciated. Uh, I'm sure first responders are are, are incredibly happy uh, uh, to receive these, and we appreciate the generosity. Um, it's just a yeah. weird thing that they have them. It's but you know yeah. It's just like it's like what's going on in what's in that Nintendo warehouse? What's going on in there? Right. Exactly. Why do you have gonna, so many masks? What, what, right. what, what were you making? What were you doing? I, I swear they're
0: probably going to bundle it with
1: something. <laughs>
0: right. Dr. Mario for the Exactly. Yep, there you go. Something. Finally, number eight, Famicom Karaoke. We were this close. Speaking with Eurogamer Famicom and Super Famicom engineer Masayuka Amora, when asked the purpose of the small microphone included on the Player 2 controller on the original Famicom, revealed the intention was to capitalize on the karaoke boom in Japan at the time. I've never wanted something to be a thing more than this ever in my life. Okay, you know the deal. We dig through the eShop and assign games to one another. I'm nice to Mike, usually, and he's terrible <laughs> to me. That's true. I, I gave you West of Loathing, and you yep. gave me Roombo.
1: First, <laughs> Roombo, first blood. Where are we starting? Uh, Roombo all the way. So I assume you're a vacuum vet, uh, a vacuum Vietnam vet named John J. Roombo? Or is that <laughs> Right, exactly.
0: That's that definitely his real name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, continuing with the sociopathic theme of
1: last week's eShop of Horrors, um, yeah, which as a, remi- is- as a reminder, I gave you Ski Sniper, yes, uh, which was uh, a little uh, bananas, uh, so I decided to follow it up with a room, uh, a Roomba who kills people. So.
0: Uh, yeah, you're a robot vacuum that defends its human's house from intruders during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And you can suck in items and then hold them like uh, butcher knives. Or you can hack devices like fans so that they can fall on top of the intruders and cut them to shreds. That's cool. Yep. You can kind of hack windows to implode and shatter them with glass. And all along the way, you're creating this bloody mess as you're kind of destroying this attempt. And once you do actually kill the intruder, you can suck them up, which completely <laughs> recharges the Roomba, and then the music changes to this really delightful choral holiday music, where you then <laughs> have to clean up the house of all the blood that you spilled and the intruder's <laughs> footprints. Um, it's nuts, and then you get judged or graded on the percent of the house that you keep clean after it's done. Uh, it's insane, and it's entirely successful. Oh, nice uh, very well there. done. Yeah, very well done to developer Samurai Punk. Um, hey, so here's my question for you. Is, is this a Christmas game? It's set in the holidays, yeah. Uh, there's like holiday decorations up and stuff too in the house. I like that. Do we know any other Christmas games in particular? Um, Not that aren't, you know, specifically Christmas based, like Home Alone 2 or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Or like Die Hard for PlayStation. Right. Right. My my favorite Christmas game of all time. Yeah, the definitive Christmas game. The definitive Christmas game. Yeah.
0: Um, no, not that I can think of. I'm sure they're out there though. Um, and certainly there's lots of games that have that kind of Christmas holiday sound to them. But um, yeah, this game's was great. I I when I first started playing it, it's tough. It's really tough to actually control initially, but then you kind of get the hang of it. Um it's short. There's only six levels, but you can go back and kind of try to beat your grade every time, which kind of gives it a little bit of replayability. What determines um, your grade? Like how many times the
1: crooks, the criminals see you or what's no, up with I, that? Your,
0: your grade is mostly determined on how clean you get the house after you get rid of them. So you have to, you have to get the intruders. You have to kill them in order to beat the level. And then you're graded at that point on how clean you get the house. So you're supposed to defend the house by eating (laughs) the intruders, and then you're supposed to clean it so that the humans don't know this ever even happened. This sounds like a game that had to be made. I I entirely agree. I think the team at Samurai Punk are a little nuts, but I think it's in, it's not, is it the best game on the eShop? Probably not. But for under five bucks, it may very well be.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things I see, I read the description, and I'm like, the novelty, just like with Ski Sniper, it's like, it's worth my four or five dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm going to get you next time. You're going to get me next time? I'm going to get you next time. No more being nice. You keep giving me good stuff. um, Well, speaking of, I gave you West of Loathing this time. Yeah, which is like perfect for me it's incredible there's is it really yeah it there's a little bit of monkey uh monkey island dna in there it's oh, really okay. it's really funny it's an rpg um the dialogue is really funny uh it, it but it's rpg light it's like you walk around a town you can help people do like little missions you, you I, I don't know it's so charming and uh you know you'd think that like the stick figure animation would make it feel like rudimentary, but it doesn't. It makes it feel very special and like meticulously crafted. Um, right. As a To as be opposed- honest, I kind of picked it because I thought it might be
0: terrible based on the one stick figure drawing that I saw.
1: Um, no, kind of- no, no, no. It's the op. It's, it's, it's yeah, it it's, didn't work it's out for great. me. It's great. No, it didn't. It it worked out for me a lot. It, it like there's this one thing, like just to give you an example of the of the sense of humor. And uh, this is just paraphrasing. I, I won't really remember it like word for word, but you like sneak into a hideout in a cave, and there's a guy sleeping, and like you can go up and behind him, and it's like like do you want to shoot him? And I'm like, yeah, shoot the guy. Before. And it's like really, <laughs> and then and then the dialogue right. like it's like really, he's knocking? that's great. And then I'm like, yeah. Shoot the guy, and it's like in cold blood. Are you sure you want to do <laughs> That's that? Great. And I'm like, yeah, like, dude, I want to do it. And they're like, okay, really? And, and like, but and they do the same thing anytime, like in 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 any of the saloons. There's like um spittoons where right. people are like spitting into, and you can search them for for items. Gross. And every time you, every, yeah, it's it's gross. But anytime you go in, you're like, search it, and the, and then the dialogue box is like, are you sure? And, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it's pretty gross in there. You really yeah. want to do that? And it's like, yeah, I want That's to do great. it. It's like. Uh, and it's like a dialogue tree that goes like six or seven different exchanges and I'm laughing the whole time um, it really really paid off and you get a good sense of humor just by reading like the eShop description like some of the things they call out they're like uh, over 50 hats uh, oh, okay. dis- disreputable saloons <laughs> right. um, you know uh, thousands of jokes gags and goofs and, and they deliver on all that stuff it's, it's really Great. silly and um You know, it's, it's, it's just funny. There's not a whole lot of games these days where I'm like, there's some where I'm like, that's amusing or I enjoy the lightheartedness of it. But very few where I'm like, that's a funny joke. That's a funny exchange. Yeah, of you know course, what I'm genuinely saying? funny to like genuinely belly laugh at a game is yes. so rare.
0: You can tell where like the jokes are supposed to be funny. It's like, all right, well, whatever. But yeah, that's that's great. I'd love I, I think I'm going to pick it up myself because, uh, again, like I did with speed dating for ghosts, which you had last week. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's worth my time. Gabe, did you uh, watch Mike or play at all with him?
2: Uh, I watched him and there was this thing I thought was funny called the Dave yeah. Yard where it's a graveyard, <laughs> right. but everyone's named like Dave G or it's Dave amazing. H.
1: That's really yeah. funny. There's yeah, silly stuff funny. like that. It's it's great. So, yeah, super cool. If you have any suggestions for our eShop of Horrors, um, even though this one turned out to be pretty successful, uh, usually mm-hmm. we try to have them not be so great. Um, it's going to happen eventually. It'll happen eventually. Uh, I Dude, I tried with Ski Sniper, but I just it, it didn't work out. Uh, if you have a suggestion for our eShop of Horrors, uh, there could be a $15 eShop gift card in it for you. So please send your suggestions to supernintendads at gmail.com and put uh, eShop suggestion and title of the game in the subject line. If we pick your game, uh, we'll send you a code. And uh, as a little thank you for kind of moving our show along here. So uh, please send us emails, send us suggestions. Uh, if we pick pick your game, we'll call out your name and, and we'll send you a little something that uh, will return the love and you can pick up something from the eShop for yourself. a different
2: time. It was a time of destiny. A time when a child could tip the balance between good and
1: evil. Why, with my powers, with the strength of my great army, can you not find one little child? A time for an unlikely hero named Willow.
0: This week, the weird happens. and wonderful world of Willow. I'm
1: somebody. Well, Todd, we can push this podcast downstream and forget we ever saw it. <laughs> or just dive in and do our best to tackle one of the 80s' greatest cult WTFs. This this lives right in the same spot in my mind as, like, Krull and Enemy Mind. Do you remember those movies? Yeah. I mean, there's not really... Much to do other than, other than get into it. I mean, the year is nineteen eighty-eight. It's five years after Jedi. It's four years after Temple of Doom, and we have a we have a who's who of eighties. Yes, please, power players. And uh, there's also a game developed by Capcom on top of it, a game tie-in before game tie-ins were even that cool. Uh, it seems like it should have been a success. Uh, it was moderately successful. There's Mm -hmm. a lot to unpack here. This never quite panned out to the franchise everyone hoped it would be. Uh, I have a few theories on that, but first, uh, you have a few memories of Willow.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love it. I loved it. It was a little harder to love it having not seen it for about 15 years. Uh, Agree. It's about bravery, magic, love. Uh, It kind of bursts these themes out of every corner. I grew up as a VHS kid and Willow was on the top shelf next to Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and Princess Bride. And the kind of Tolkien, Moses, Herod references were totally lost on me as a kid. But like many movies from my youth, I really enjoyed being able to spot them now. Uh, Joseph Campbell's hero cycle fully in play here and the script sticks to it just like Lucas's Star Wars did. And we even get transition wipes.
1: Yeah, Um, so, before we talk about how we tried to get our kids to love this. Right. Tried <laughs> also, to. And we tried to. And also, considering the fact that we aren't even sure that we love this anymore. Right. Um, and <laughs> I, I had to stop my – I had to stop my
0: son from watching it because he just got too scared. Well, I'm not well, entirely sure what the age group they were going for.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's not, it's not quite Goonies. It's not quite um, – right. You know, little giants. I, that's yeah. not the right time. But you know what I'm saying. It's not right. like, I don't know who they're going for here. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, and it's it's still a head scratcher. But here's a couple of fast facts that we found uh, on the interwebs. The original title was Munchkins. Urban legend dictates that Lucas tried to create a Hobbit film but couldn't get the rights. It's, man, just so make your own. Yep. It was the largest casting call for little
0: people in movie history. It's a shock, uh, right? Because you think that like Wizard of Oz would have
1: that distinction. Maybe, but you know, there there's a lot of like there's a huge town. It's among, massive. Uh, yeah. It's just massive. Next, it was uh it was written by ba- a screenwriter, Bob Dolman, who <laughs> whose only credits that I could find that 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 I'm sharing here. I mean, there's a couple more, but was that movie Banger Sisters and, and then Far and Away with Tom Cruise. Oh, right. Which, right. Yeah, which is st- starring another short gentleman, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, I guess maybe that's his deal. Um, James Horner scored the pick. Uh, I know a lot of people will say he's doing his best. John Williams. I actually like James Horner and a lot of his stuff, including this little number that you might recognize. Oh, is
0: that John? Is that James Horner?
1: It is. Oh, yeah. Good old Braveheart. Right when he's crying freedom. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, it's great. Yeah. No, he's, James Horner is great. It's just, it sounds very much like Star Wars. It does. And I mean, I guess you try to go for that fantasy thing and, 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 and I guess he, he did, it's good. It sounds good, but like, I, you know, it just doesn't tickle me the way this one does. Braveheart just, oof. Right. Every time. Oh, I know. Anyway, a um, couple more facts. Those death dog boar things that run around and scare the crap out of everyone, in, uh, including your son. Uh, I had to tell him this. Go ahead. Yeah, they're, they're not really that scary. They're just dogs in costumes.
0: Yeah, I literally had to say, that's just a dog wearing a costume. And he thought it was hysterical. But yeah. you know, again, we got halfway through the movie and I was like, I mean, at one point he was crying because he was so worried about the baby. I said, I can't do this to the kid.
1: Yeah, well, as soon as you realize they're dogs in costumes, it becomes like a Benny Hill sketch. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's like it's not, it's not it's yeah, it's not really a big deal. Right. Um the baby, uh mm-hmm. the the star, the baby is played by a set of twins uh wearing a wig. Uh they also never acted again to no one's surprise. Right, cuz um, they got
0: they got more screen time in this movie than some stars get in multiple movies.
1: I can't believe how many shots of the baby's Oh my god, are. they're always cutting to the baby's face. It's insane. A lot of baby shots and and because it was a redhead baby, I thought it's just Ron Howard's one of Ron Howard's kids. And oh, then, right. It's like, right, and then you hear it's a wig, and then you're like, Ah, uh, that's not Bryce. Yeah, no, it's not Bryce. Um, so yeah. Also, was Clint Howard anywhere in this movie? Um,
0: maybe played like one like the dragon. Did he? No, they suited him up and
1: did some mocap. I don't know. No, I, I don't like, think
0: he is. I don't think he, I don't think I he made I feel like I was looking for him.
1: Yet. I don't know. People, you can email me and yell at me. I was looking for him. I, I'm a big Clint Howard guy. I couldn't find the guy. Hmm. Uh, and so, uh, there were actually a number of follow-up books, but not a true movie sequel, even though recently, Ron Howard announced plans for a show on Disney Plus uh, that might continue the Willow story, and they have some of the original cast interested in coming back. That's super cool. Um, I'm sure Warwick
0: is like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. You should absolutely do that. I don't understand why we're not working on this already. Right, Right, everyone?
1: Right, everyone? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) He's got his phone on loud, making sure it's (laughs) not on vibrate. Um, I think it deserves to be a TV show. I think George Lucas always intended it to be a TV show. I think it would have worked. I think it would have worked great as a book. Yeah, you know what? I, like, so many of the pieces are just right. Mm-hmm. So many of the pieces, I, like the world, the characters. Um, right, but the dialogue is so bad. It really
0: gave me really similar feelings of um, The Phantom Menace. Yeah, there's like, a little bit of that. when he's doing that romantic, like, poetry scene um, to Socia, uh, Mad Mardigan and Socia. Yeah. And he's like reciting poetry to her to get her to love him. Like, it's the same exact thing happens in Phantom Menace. I don't know if George Lucas has ever actually talked to a woman before.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not in his powerhouse. It didn't, you're right. It's not so awkward. Also, and maybe I missed it do we know why Kilmer's in the crow's cage?
0: Oh no, they never say so. I, 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 for some reason, I thought like he got caught stealing. I just kind of assumed, but I don't think they actually ever say that guy, the blonde guy with the teeth, um, may say something when he like sees him on the road before when he leaves him up there.
1: The only thing he's guilty of stealing is my heart, as Iceman oh. in Top Gun. <laughs> right, he's
0: so good in this movie um, because literally they ask him to play a different character in every scene. He, in yeah. no, no two scenes. Uh, first, he's a hero. Then he's a thief. Uh, it's, it's just wild. Every scene is entirely different. He's funny. He's goofy. He's
1: serious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Kilmer at his best. So while there have been a number of follow-up books, but not a true movie sequel to Willow even though Ron Howard has announced plans for a show on Disney+. Right. We've gone ahead and we've specced out a, uh, a Willow 2. We've had Gabe, my son, uh, put together a treatment for what a second Willow movie might look like. All right. uh, he was re- so inspired by the movie that he decided to do this? He was so inspired by the fact that I took away his switch until he wrote this down. <laughs> right. That sounds more accurate. Okay, great. Right. That I uh, I gave him this little bit of homework. Excellent. Uh, th- this is called Willow 2, The Forgotten Baby. And uh, Ron Howard, if you're out there, and uh, I know you are. Yeah, he's a big uh, listener. He's a big follower. He's a big listener. Uh, please consider Willow 2, The Forgotten Baby, uh, for your <laughs> oh, Disney Plus show. Uh, there's 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 a lot of heart in this story. Uh, my 11 year old wrote it, and I think it's I think it's brilliant. I'm going to put it up on the fridge. Here we go. <laughs> oh
0: Let's God. have at it.
1: Willow Two, the Forgotten Baby. <laughs> it opens up on a baby boy looking at a bird. The bird dies, and the baby boy smiles. <laughs> That's an evil baby. It, it is. It cuts to Willow walking around the town saying hi to everyone while he's selling some corn, carrots, and beetroot. <laughs> beetroot. <laughs> beetroot. Be- he's like saying hi to everyone and throwing carrots at people. <laughs> he hears a scream in the woods and starts running towards it. He finds another baby, but this time it's a boy. That's not a crying baby. It's a screaming baby. It's a... Right. He seems so innocent. Willow picks up the baby and looks in his eyes and sees the evil queen from the first movie. He looks behind himself and boom! She's there. Oh, she's back. It's the same one. She's back. Oh, boy. The screen goes black and it returns to normal with Willow chained up deep inside a cave. He hears an echo saying that the baby was evil and that his children were coming to save him and that she wouldn't let that happen. The scene ends with Willow looking scared and the camera zooms into his eyes. Nice direction work there, Gabe. My thank you. Yeah. I'm sure Ron Howard's writing, camera zooms in into eyes, underline, underline. (laughs) Taking notes. It cuts to his children, parentheses, now both 30, on horses, (laughs) saying goodbye to everyone. They leave to go find sandwood far away. What's that? I I don't know what sandwood is. What's sandwood? Fake
0: wood. (laughs) Okay. Everyone okay.
1: needs to get it. This is so the, the, it's fake, the annual uh, Sandwood expedition. It's, it's the fake. Okay, <laughs> so they leave. They both see a reflection in the pond that they're standing in front of. The reflection says that they must save Willow. They look at each other and nod and go north. On the way, they befriend an owl named Owl, a raccoon named Trashster, and they find a pair of binoculars. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot to take in, but it's yeah. that's that's adventuring for you. Trashster sounds like a ninja turtle. Yeah, he he knows some moves. Trashster. He's got a headband and like a discar and something.
0: <laughs> so the the kids didn't realize that Willow was missing until they saw his reflection in the water. I, I guess I don't know.
1: Okay. Uh, unclear, but also not important. It'll still be a hit. <laughs> they all come. They all come across a desert that they must cross. They uh, all right. look. They all look, nod, and go. The next couple minutes is them talking about the reflection. The sun said, what if he's not there? There's a long silence and the siblings say at the exact same time, did you pack the water? It cuts (laughs) to them lying on the sand. You can see the heat waves. They hear the clanking of boots and saddles. They're saved. The top of the rider's heads emerge from the sandhill and it's a skeleton holding up a sword and he yells, Charge! And he's (laughs) likely played by Clint Howard. I'm just throwing that out there, Ron. You can do what you want with it. The owl screams, Hold on to my legs. They do and the owl flies them to safety. The raccoon starts screaming about his fear of heights and the siblings (laughs) ask the the owl how he did that. The owl said, Leave an owl to his secrets. (laughs) They see a cave and the owl dive bombs. They <laughs> land. They, they're they all panting. They see a body of water deeper in the cave and they run and they start drinking it. They see Willow and the siblings scream, Dad! They have... <laughs> dad, not father, dad. Not father, it's dad. They dad. have an, oh my god, I thought I lost you conversation. And we're in trouble conversation. The queen shows up and says, that baby was the key to getting here. And the mm. entire skeleton army shows up. Oh, they start running. They run all the way back to the desert. They cover themselves with sand, and the army goes right by them. They take out a skeleton that stayed behind to investigate, and they steal his horse. They go back to Willow's village, now a city, and say that the army is coming. Every warrior in the city suits up and gets their weapons. All the merchants set up traps, and the rest of the people hide. They hear footsteps of horses and ready their bows. The next scene is the two armies fighting. Willow, stealthily, all in caps, goes to take the evil baby and says, this just might work. He throws the baby in some holy water and the entire skeleton army melts to the ground. It was a success. Oh, it was. They all celebrate. The baby (laughs) smiles, not drowning apparently, at the camera (laughs) and it ends. That's the me. end. Uh, I mean the end. What That's the say? end, Ron Howard. We did it for you.
0: You know what, though? I mean, he took a page right out of Ron Howard's book and cut to the
1: baby. He did. He cut to the baby. Cut to me. Tie. Cut. It's cut to the
0: camera. Touch me. Tie.
1: It's uh, cut to the camera. Touch me. Tie. Perfect.
0: Um, Gabe. Wow, Gabe. Amazing. Uh, Gabe, what were your influences for uh, Owl? The Owl. Um,
2: well, an owl is my favorite animal, for one, okay. and I don't is know Is it also any... your
0: favorite name?
2: Yeah, I love the name.
0: <laughs> owl the owl. I think you get someone like Sebastian Maniscalco or Billy Crystal, and he's you're as good as gold with that one. God, I would love to get Maniscalco. Who do you see playing the sons, Gabe?
1: Uh- Wait, is it, a, is it two it's,
0: sons, or is, it's is it a- It's the son and the sister. Oh, I right. don't know. I just saw two boys for some reason. Okay. Now, nah, yeah, it's the son and a daughter. So who's playing those two?
1: Uh, Let's make Harrison. it animated. You want to make it animated? Oh, yeah, sure. Nah. I feel like it's animated nah. for some reason. If
2: you could edit Harrison Ford as the son or whatever.
1: <laughs> Harrison <laughs> So we're gonna do a little bit of reverse age technology yeah, we're gonna on Benjamin Harrison Button. Ford. It. Yeah, we're gonna Benjamin Button Harrison Ford for this.
0: And who's yeah. the sister? I mean, the uh, yeah, his sister.
2: Maybe the person that played Princess Leia. I dead. honestly dead don't. Yeah, right. well, no, no,
0: this is great. No, let's use it. Let's just we'll CGI her in somehow. Oh my God, we're gonna hologram Leia in. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: like in Episode Nine.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So this is the, it's the same evil queen. She didn't die in the first one.
2: Yeah, Bavmorda or whatever. it is. Morta,
0: right? And where were the brownies? How come we didn't get to see them?
2: Because they went back to their village and lived a happily ever after life.
0: Oh, obviously. Okay. Okay. I mean, and what is what does the city look like now? Like now that you said it's a city,
2: it's not like a modern city, but like a giant village that takes so up they don't have like square elevators. miles. Yeah, not not elevators. Okay. But like what a giant village
0: what do they have water fountains public water fountains maybe
2: yeah like water fountains bile not, returns not that advanced um piping i guess hay, hay bales everywhere <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey, you're really setting the scene certainly <laughs> certainly <laughs> hay bales, maybe hay bales some, are uh, the sign of I- industry has hit the town <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, exactly
0: <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right, Gabe. So maybe some wicker baskets later around. Fruit
1: coming yeah. out of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know. This is an uh-huh. ind- this is a
0: prosperous town. It's a prosperous city. Look at all of our corn and beetroot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking airport, Gabe's thinking hay bales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: well, a cardboard. Okay. okay. Oh, right. Or well, like you know, you have to you have to something. manufacture uh, you have to manufacture cardboard,
1: so I'll just hop in me horse and carriage.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, Gabe. I mean, I, I don't think Ron Howard has anything to worry about if story if you can keep coming up with stories like this,
1: you know what? I'm just gonna look for a stamp real quick. Throw this in an envelope. write yeah. Ron Howard, Hollywood. Yeah, And I think it's done. Put some glitter and confetti inside. People love that. They do love that. I know Ron loves that. yeah.
0: You know what? Oh, you should write a letter and pretend it's from the Fonz
1: and be like, I think this would be an A+. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we can do better than that. I think we end this segment on the Fonz. These happy days are yours and Happy days. Okay, next let's talk about the game. Uh, There was a game tie-in, Willow the Game, 1989. Capcom made this one. they were kind of on a run. They had a lot of hits. This I didn't think was one of them. Uh, let's talk about the game, because Todd, I think it's trash, but you kinda think you, you you kinda think it's a treasure, don't you? I'm not a fan of Willow the Game. I own it and I don't want it. Oh Jesus. Um, That's that breaks my heart to hear. I well, I'm sorry about that. And I'll tell you what, and I'll make a promise to listeners right now. You email me at at supernintendads at gmail.com. I and you give me your address, I will email you my copy of Willow uh, to get it out of my house forever. One, how are you
0: gonna email a copy of an NES cartridge? Sorry, sorry. And two, nobody, nobody wants nobody wants that cartridge, Mike, because then they're gonna have to hear the story of why the label's all brown.
1: I will physically it's in great condition. It's not. It's it's got poopo water on it. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it does have it does have <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. Yep. It's 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 in great condition. No, um, okay, and I don't want it anymore, and uh, it's all yours. Email me and all send right. me your address. I will drop right. it in the mail. I'll drop right. it in the mail. You so, tell me why right. this so game's listen, good. Willow is a 2D
0: action role-playing game developed by Capcom as we said, but actually by some of the same people who worked on Mega Man 2. Uh, it shares DNA with the E-series, the brilliant Crystallis, and of course, The Legend of Zelda. That's E's, not wise? I'm yeah, an yeah, it's idiot. Ease. Yeah, it's ease. Okay. It's easy to remember. Stop it. Uh, it's, the thing is, it's clear this game began development as a different game. Um, and at the last minute, they must have had the license or got the license for Willow and then forced the gameplay in because it truly has very little to do with the movie. It makes me want to know what they were working on before this happened.
1: Right. Let me ask you this. Did it originally start production
0: as a good game? You know what? All right. That being said, I really like the game. I think the art's impressive for the time. I think it's so impressive that it looks like it could be a really early or underdeveloped 16-bit game as opposed to an 8-bit game. Some of the mini bosses, like the Snake Men, are really beautifully designed.
1: Can I just stop you here? Nope. I had to jump this cartridge. And when I say jump this cartridge, it just means people are familiar with that. It means I had to bang on the thing. I had to blow on it. I had to move it around in my, in my system. It, whatever. You shouldn't get I your get lips
0: it. that close to a poopoo
1: cartridge. It, it doesn't. Well, that's fair. And that's, well, now we have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So that's all my fault. So I tried to jump the cartridge, it worked. But I thought the graphics were so
0: bad that you're, I thought it was still broken. You're absolutely. Uh, you know what? All right. I Todd, love I
1: love how the screen, Those flower graphics are disgusting. But the
0: Sprite of Willow is amazing. You look at that and you look at the Sprite of Link from the original Legend of Zelda, and it's almost incomparable that they could be on the same machine.
1: Oh, that's a that's a that's a that's Willow? That's not a sack of potatoes with a rope around it. <laughs> Todd. All right.
0: Anyway, this screen screen animates and changes during enemy encounters with like aggressive music and the environment gets animated, like the grass blowing, uh, trees blowing, waves crashing. It's a really brilliant little piece of design, which amplifies even the smallest encounters. And I think that other games, it would be really welcome. No. Oh, good. You could be turned into a
1: pig. Yeah. Okay. So fine yeah, who gets that far is that deep into the game it's pretty deep yeah yeah i couldn't get yeah, yeah. more than a half Go. an hour into it yeah it's, you got to get good the one thing
0: it doesn't share with legend of zelda is puzzles uh sometimes it is a little bit of a slog and there's not really dungeons or final towers with puzzles they're a little bit barren right so. As in like bad yeah, I know. All right. That's that's one thing that's not great. But the leveling up system and ability to strategically use weapons is pretty cool. Uh it's a little bit of an RPG element added into an action RPG,
1: and I think it works really well. Todd, I had to walk into six huts before somebody would give me a sword. <laughs> yeah, but six huts? And you can't skip any of the dialogue if you accidentally walk into a hut again, they tell you the same thing and I can't rush through it and it made me want to die. All right I there's some there's
0: some really sloggy parts of it absolutely and um, I mean there's no there's a password system instead of a battery save which is almost inexcusable at that point of NES development but um, there's an ocarina that fast travels you by way of a dragon named Poe and that's in 1989 way before ocarina of time.
1: Yeah, great. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that's was that on the back of the box. That probably caused it to fly right off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually probably sold pretty well. Um, yeah, you know, you're never going to believe this. Ocarina fast travel system that we have in Willow that was clearly a reskinned potato sack turd of a sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, I, listen. Overall, I think that Willow was a good game, uh, an ambitious one certainly, and worth your time if you want to scratch that eight bit RPG itch. But I just don't think it's a game that. Time has been kind to. Um, I'd love to know what it was before. Uh, the willow skin was stretched awkwardly over it. Um, and the music isn't all that bad. It's catchy, but it's way too short. And like you said, every time you go into a house, it restarts. So the you wind music. up hearing like this. You, yeah, you wind up hearing the same like four or eight bars of a pretty bouncy song a uh, hundred times every time you go
1: to a village. The music is by far the worst part of the game. It yeah. was borderline child abuse for me to make Gabe play this game.
2: <laughs> I oh think it's my God, not that yes. bad.
1: It, it's the come music bad.
2: is terrible.
1: Are, are you ready? I've prepared the Willow Village theme. Okay. But Here we I go. made it. No, oh, no, no. No, no, well, no, come hang on. on. This is the regular theme. Yep. But listen when the
0: bass line comes in. Wait. All right, wait, listen, this is great. That's great.
2: It's so repetitive.
0: Well, that's the problem because it restarts over and over. It's terrible. Yeah, I know, it's, it's not long disgusting. enough. <laughs> it's so, disgusting. There's worse, there's worse Nintendo game music out there.
1: That's fair, but as an exercise as a homework assignment mm. i had gabe try to remix the tracks because he was fairly certain he can do better i oh, was sure. i was skeptical okay uh like most people in his generation they think that you put a computer in front of them and they can you know it's like no problem they'll crank out like sergeant peppers or something else that doesn't date me quite as much but uh so he did the willow village theme remix All right. and and i hear for it I'm going to play that for you now, and then we're going to let Gabe speak on his process and uh, how he enjoyed dropping loops over the original theme to make it even more unlistenable. Here's the Village <laughs> remix of Willow. All right. Here's Gabe's remix.
0: It sounds like it's being played in the inside of, like, a high school gym. Oh, just wait. (laughs) All right. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It's like Deadsy remixed it.
1: it just sounds like Willow's walking around ringing doorbells.
0: <laughs> yeah. What is that? Like a little bossa nova never hurt nobody. That's for the um, Tito Puente battle. <laughs> oh, Gabe, this is... Yeah, this is so much better. I would just, I'd love to hear this over and over again every time I go into a house.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 really, it's, it's super, Gabe. It's really, it's really a super move. <laughs> He wow. he played he played that for me. He was like, "I'm done," and I'm like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> uh, I'm like, "Are you an insane person?" What 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 am I listening to right now? <laughs> oh uh, man, so, it's
0: really bad, Gabe. Sorry, there's this, really just no kind words I for know. that.
1: So the then I wa- Bossa Nova
0: not, beat in the middle really just, <laughs> just sounds to, like it's on
1: acid. I wanted to give him um uh, a, a shot at redemption. Okay. So, so I said, "Okay,
0: I you're said, a better man
1: than me. I would have uh, disowned him." <laughs> y- y- yeah. So, I said, "Let's try remixing the Willow Battle Theme." So, to remind you what that sounds like, this is the Willow Battle Theme as it appears in the NES version.
2: Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, kids, kids, right? Dude, that's not bad music for a Nintendo game
1: by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, it's not awful, but I can't. It sounds make like Mega Man. Head. It does a little bit. All right, so we'll fade this one out a it little might bit. Might be here. the nicest thing you said about the game. It, it, might be that that you're right. Okay, so here's Gabe's Battle Remix. Oh God! Na, no, get, right. no, 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 and... no, 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 no. You don't back away from it now, Gabe. Okay. You okay. You, you Yeah, you, you have to own is, this, buddy. You got this is all you. I present the Willow Battle Remix. This is Gabe's finest hour.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> That's kinda nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's nightmare fuel. It's nightmare music. Yeah. This is like what a fever dream sounds like. Yeah. It's actually making me uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> well, thank God you added that keyboard in there. That really
1: saved it. Right. The, the Discord and grandfather clock? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let it roll all the way because the outro is just so good.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine if you were playing Willow and this came on during a battle scene? Todd, the (laughs) sitar. (laughs) Sitar. You really are. Just George Harrison.
1: Holy cow. Gabriel. Gabriel.
0: What are you thinking here?
1: I don't what know, What are you man. thinking?
2: Uh, well, first off, the music is terrible, so I don't even want to listen to it. Um, fair
0: enough, fair enough. And
2: Wait, your, your,
0: yours or the original?
2: Both of them.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't save it, and you think it was that bad.
1: It's really not that bad. He's already Fine. trashing it. He's yeah. like, that was bad. Mine was bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Uh, he, you and know, he second,
2: to- there's literally no, no stock music I can find that actually went with the soundtrack. <laughs>
0: Okay, fair enough. They're like Blaming a on the like, stock loops,
1: yeah. <laughs> right? I Apple's think... like, Apple's like, hey there, computer user. Here's twelve thousand yeah. free yeah, loops, right. That can be changed into think... any key you want. like I got nothing to work with.
2: Two hundred. Do you think? I got nothing
1: to work with. I got nothing to work with here.
0: Diplo made an entire album, I think, from Apple Loops. So you know, I, they're I'm not there.
1: Surprised. Mm-hmm. So Gabe, um. You that took one a turd, was tough, Gabe. Uh, you took a turd sandwich, and then you threw up on a turd sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you added some more turd to the turd yeah. sandwich. You and, made it a turb. You na- made it a turb club. Yeah, totally. And and I think it's great. I love that you did this. I love that you yeah. worked on it and put in the effort. Uh Agreed. it's it's hilarious and it's uh very much appreciated for the show. So
0: Yeah, that second one. I just laughed so hard. I have a headache now. Yeah, that's how hard I laughed.
1: Whatever that discordant grandfather yeah. clock uh-huh. sound is. Yeah, yeah. That but makes The me sitar feel like, uh, just
0: plucking all lonely like that, like it's an actual like in like an actual beautiful outro. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so inappropriate. Right. It's so it's inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. It yeah. belongs
1: nowhere. It doesn't yeah. belong on a music track anywhere on earth yeah. except on the Willow Battle remix. Yeah,
0: there should be like a prayer over it, maybe. Other right. than that, the Willow some Battle. Some kind mix. of chant, some kind right. of prayer. Right. Jesus. Well done, Gabe. I can't wait to hear some more of your amazing remixes we have mail and comments this is a section we like to call nintendo ps all dedicated to our listener mail thank you everyone who wrote in let's take a look and see how many of them are from our mothers alex v wrote in saying your kids are super cute how old are they um between the two of us they are 11 four five months and two weeks yep Tom G wrote in, I've never seen Willow, but I do have a game memory. I think the best video game memory I have is beating the Elite Four in Pokemon Red on the Game Boy. Oh, man, I've never felt so proud in my life after all of my hard work training my team to overcome my rival that I think I named Pen15. (laughs) Very funny. Um, I love that question. I, I mean, that response, I started to think about my favorite game memories. Do you have one?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I was in, oh man, maybe I'm jumbling this up in my memory, but I feel like I was in college and I was playing Final Fantasy X, yeah. and I remember just juicing up my squad and refusing to stop the grind cycle to right. the point where, where I was like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the end boss, I'm going to have everyone maxed out at everything. Right. And I remember... I got to the point where like my basic attacks were doing a ridiculous amount of damage. I love that. I love and when you become super powered. Super powerful, right? Yeah. And I remember just like crushing the final boss like it was nothing. And I was like, well, I guess I got my money's worth. I yep. I, I was gr- I was grinding for like an extra 40 hours, but like I didn't, I didn't want the game to end. And that was one of my fondest memories of just being like I put in the work and right. I really, really crushed it. Sometimes you have to do that, though, because, you know, you get to those
0: ridiculous. I I hate final bosses. I think they're such a waste of time. And sometimes you get there and you're like, oh, I can't. I mean, you have to go back and grind sometimes. My favorite kind of memory as far as video games on a whole go is um, I always for I was always playing Castlevania one always. And my brother was always in the room and he was just a great audience. Um, And for some reason, I just have countless memories of my brother just sitting there watching me play. And um, that was always kind of the most fun I ever had playing video games when he was there just watching, not even really commenting on it, just kind of being in the room watching me play. But I think as far as specific video game memories go, it's always for me a tie between the Psychomantis battle in Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation, Oh, so good. It literally like creeped me out to my core that he was reading the memory card and I had no idea what was going on. And he was reading the memory card and reading my Castlevania Symphony of the Night save file, which is my other favorite video game memory. When that castle flipped and you realized you had a whole nother castle to go through, it was one of the most exciting moments ever because you kind of feel like you're winding down and you love the experience. And, you know, we both love that game so much. To realize that we had so much more to play was just so exciting. I don't think anything's ever kind of recaptured that for me.
1: Yeah. Good memories.
0: Yeah, totally. Noel H. writes in, During this social distancing thing, I'm already bored and don't feel like diving into my backlog on PS4. I've always wanted to get into retro games and figure, if not now, when? What are your suggestions?
1: Uh, This one's right up your alley, because I know that you've kind of been... Hoarding a bunch of uh, retro yeah. games recently, sure. so so what do you what um, do you? I for
0: I I have three that I really think are some of my favorites among different systems. I love Crystallis on the NES, and it's available on the Nintendo Switch online. Um, it's one of the games available on there, and it's great. If it was kind of reskinned and somebody told you it was the Legend of Zelda three, you'd believe it. It really feels a lot like The Legend of Zelda, in all of the best ways. It has this really great post-apocalyptic story where you are kind of wake up with amnesia, so it kind of pushes you along to find out more of it. There's a really cool leveling-up RPG that Zelda never really did. Um, And it's just a great game. You get to ride a dolphin at one point. It's it's awesome, and it's one of the best kind of action. It's everything Willow wanted to be, essentially. (laughs) Also, I think... um, In this kind of time of social isolation, you can do two things. You can play Animal Crossing and be very social and feel like you're still hanging out with people. Or you can just dive deep into the loneliness of it. And I think the one game that to me represents loneliness and isolation the most is Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo, which is also available on the Switch um, online service. Uh, I mean, it it just gives you such you play that game late at night by yourself and it's just such a lonely, isolated game of solitude. Um, so I think it's really fitting for this time if you want to dive into the other side of it.
1: Yeah, I've never. Uh, speaking about Super Metroid, I, I think I've never felt more lonely right then then when just going deeper and deeper yep. down down some of those elevators and the music and just being like i'm really far away from my ship i feel right. pretty un- i feel pretty uncomfortable yeah. down here
0: yeah, it yeah. really, it I, that was that game scared me the most, and not really scared me, but just kind of made me feel the most weird as a kid, uh, and I love it for that. So, um, the other game I really love that is probably a little tougher to get is the Minish Cap on Game Boy Advance, the Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. It's actually one of the oldest stories in the Zelda canon, and it was developed by Capcom, and I think that Capcom probably got the opportunity to do that from games like Willow, where they were showing that they could put an RPG together uh it has a lot of really cool mechanics uh you can shrink and it doesn't feel gimmicky and um there's just a lot of really great parts of that game it's probably one of my favorite games to play over and over again mike and gabe how about you guys any of your favorite retro games you think you could recommend now that would be easy for someone who's never really played to get into especially if they're available on the switch
1: uh yeah well, what do you think gabe what are you playing what would you recommend I, I, I don't know that Gabe's old enough to really have a, a wide library in his head about like retro games i'd recommend going back for any of the final fantasies um you know it's almost like kind of being like like snowed in with a good book you know right. what i'm saying like if, if you're gonna play eight nine or ten seven of course um any of those would be super sure. cool And and i think all of them are on Switch, I think. Yeah, at this a, point. Lot,
0: a good a good chunk of them are at this yeah. point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Gabe, what's
0: your favorite retro game? Like uh, your favorite Nintendo or Super Nintendo game?
2: Uh, well, if Mario counts, I would love Super Mario.
0: Yeah, of course um, it counts.
2: I just, I just Which love one? how you can. Uh, number three, Super Mario oh, World. Super Mario I 3,
0: think, yeah, that's great. Oh, Mario World on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the best games of all time, for sure. Why do you love that so much?
2: I don't know, I just like the graphics in it. Like his nose is like so huge in that one.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Especially when he's small, his like whole sprite is nose.
2: Yeah.
1: It did have the largest nose graphics at the time. Yeah, it did,
0: yeah. It's, you know, it's renowned for that.
1: It's renowned for its nose graphics.
0: All right. James L. wrote in uh, with a actually a memory from uh, Mega Man, which our lapis- last episode was based on. Yep. He writes, I had actually bought Mega Man from Toys R Us, but because of how hard and difficult my other Capcom games like Section Z and Ghosts and Goblins were, I had a low tolerance for Mega Man's difficulty. So a week later, I returned it and got the light gun game. Gotcha. One of my early year bad decisions, lol. In my defense, how was I supposed to know that I needed to defeat the level bosses in a certain order? Also, I can't seem to get my daughter interested in video games.
1: Huh. Any advice there? Um, yeah, I mean, game gaming one doesn't click for everyone. That's just, you got to accept that. Some people are going to be like, no thanks. Looking at this controller, it's too many buttons. I'm not interested. No way. But then there's also different kinds of games. Um, You know, like there's a lot of stuff on the DS that you can use. Like you go back for old stuff that you use like the pen with that are like more puzzle right. solving, that are more right. visual novels. Um, Those things were really part of, you know, like Nintendo's, anything on the Wii, like Wii bowling, that's more of like their... What do they call it—the blue ocean strategy or whatever—where they were trying to get as many people as they could to play games. Exactly. Um, I, I I go back for a lot of that stuff. I'd start there. I mean, you can't hand someone, uh, you know, I I, I wouldn't hand my daughter like an an Xbox One or a PS4 controller and be like, go right. for it. I I'd, I'd probably take it back to, um, you know, something uh something a little bit more manageable, a few less buttons. Uh, yeah, certainly. Great. S- I think.
0: That's a that's one of the reasons why retro games sometimes can help to be a first start. I mean, there's you know a, a control pad and two buttons, so yeah. you know, it's not all that intimidating. But yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Lastly, Ryan P writes in um, concerning this week's episode of Willow. He said the scene where the bird craps on Burgle cut. I mean, of course, that's going to be pretty much anyone's favorite memory from willow um it's like it's the pg equivalent of the bride killing bill as far as revenge goes right uh he also writes great movie i watched it almost 100 times as a kid and i loved it never felt like it ripped off lord of the rings with having a small person as a main character even though it was a race on lord of the rings checks all my boxes in campbell's hero cycle which is
1: most of my boxes so very cool yeah um that is cool and you know I I don't think it really rips off I mean there, there's definitely comparisons to Lord Lord of the Rings I mean how can there not be but right. it, it it feels different enough for me and it feels like a world that deserves to live on its own and like I said I hope they get that Disney Plus show going and yeah. uh, you know and if they don't I they think... can make The Forgotten Baby
0: yeah <laughs> Exactly, I think it rips off so many things that it's hard to just say one. Quite honestly, I mean, there's right. Beauty and the Beast and Star Wars and myths and fantasy. That's it's, fair. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just that's... you can't you can't just say one because there's just so many. That's fair,
1: but yeah, that's right. uh, that that's of course that's a great scene, and you know, yeah. a, any kid's gonna like oh, a bird great. crapping on anything. Oh, it's
0: great. Yeah, and he totally deserves it too, which makes it all the better. Right. Well, that's it for this. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in or reached out. Remember, you can catch us at SuperNintendads at gmail.com or at SuperNintendads on Twitter if you have any questions for us in future episodes.
1: Yeah, so I guess that leaves us with only one thing left to do, Todd.
0: And what's that, my friend? Escape the show. Oh, Jesus. Um, Can we do
1: a Mario Paint episode? Uh, God, we'll talk offline about it. A boy in his blob. Was that just the ghost of his dead brother? Oh, geez, it's so dark. Uh, uh, No, absolutely not. No? No.
0: Okay. Uh, true or false, Trevor Belmont's name is Frank on the Famicom version of
1: Castlevania 3. No, that's false. <laughs> it's right, but it's Ralph, which is almost as bad. Right, almost as bad. Listen, Diddy Kong's a little strapped for cash. Can he crash at your place? Of course. I got a hammock out back you can hang out on. Nice.
0: Um, Favorite video game food you most like to try? Sewer pizza?
1: Oh, yeah. It's the pizza. It's the pizza from Ninja Turtles Arcade. I totally agree with you. It's exactly mine, too. Yeah, 100%. Um, There was a Yo! MTV Raps game, true or false? (laughs) Oh, false? (laughs) As far as I know. But there was a remote control. Right,
0: that's what I was trying to get <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, the worst NES
1: movie-to-game adaptation. Oh, my God, there's so many. Probably one of the Robocops. Dick Tracy's pretty terrible. I think God. Nightmare on Elm Street for me. Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, so every God. LJN adaptation. LJN, yeah. yeah, Karate Kid. Jesus Christ. Um, Boogerman's famous subtitle. <laughs> Do you remember what it is? Man. no, I don't. It's a pick and flick adventure. <laughs> pick and flick. Oh, um, I,
0: th- I think we made it out.
1: I think that's it. I think we made it out of the show.
0: <laughs> amazing. What is it again?
1: It's a it, boogerman a pick and flick <laughs>
0: adventure. <laughs> it's amazing. What a tagline. So that's it for this episode of the Super Dads Entertainment Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or memories, please feel free to at supernintendads at gmail.com or at supernintendads on Twitter. And please share this episode or all of our episodes with somebody that you think would enjoy it. It really helps to get our podcast out there. Remember, gaming should be fun. See you soon.